This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. It doesn't matter what job you're up against. Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment have the power for you to get the job done faster and easier. The PowerShare 20-volt batteries run longer on a single charge, and they can be used with other tools. Check out Menard's entire selection of works, cordless power tools, and lawn equipment. Plus the weekly flyer today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Silver and Black Flashback with your host, author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, Rich Schmelter. Thanks, Murph. You're the best. And I am so proud to be a part of this great podcast. I am also proud to be part of Raider Nation, the best damn fan base in the whole wide world. We are truly a family with a commitment to excellence. Win, draw, or fail, our pride and poise for our beloved Raiders will always prevail. With that being said, on with another episode of Silver and Black Flashback. Now more than likely, everyone knows the story of Cinderella, who rises from the depths of despair to triumphant heights. That classic European folktale has been handed down through the centuries and remains one of the all-time greatest stories. The rags-to-riches concept has long been a staple in every culture and will continue to be. Now, how can you not love a good coming out of nowhere and winning the ultimate prize kind of story? I mean, how can you not, right? It does not matter what type of profession the Cinderella story comes from. It gives hope that nothing is impossible as long as you stay focused and keep working hard. It also doesn't hurt to have an incredible amount of patience. One of the greatest professions that can proclaim to be the alpha dog of Cinderella stories is sports. And that includes professional football, of course. So many times the underdogs have risen up and defeated the opposition despite huge odds against them. The 1968 New York Jets, the 1969 Kansas City Chiefs, 1999 Rams, and so many others. Ah, to hell with all those others, right? Why? Because the greatest Cinderella story in professional football history occurred right here in Raider Nation, with that being the rise of quarterback Jim Plunkett from benchwarmer to Super Bowl hero. In fact, he enjoyed the accolade so much that he won another Super Bowl three years after his Cinderella finish in 1980. However, the story of Jim Plunkett was not always about the underdog. Very far from it. And on this episode of Silver and Black Flashback, the incredible life of quarterback Jim Plunkett is going to be discussed. So let's delve into this awesome individual in Raiders history who went from rags to riches, back to rags, and then soared to riches once again. At times throughout Jim Plunkett's career, adversity was a constant companion. However, each time it crept up, he refused to be plagued for very long and overcame it with the heart of a champion. Unfortunately, adversity in one's life can wreak havoc on a psyche. It is how an individual deals with that that makes all the difference. In the case of Plunkett, He rose up each time with a competitive fire that earned him some of the game's most prestigious accolades and secured his place among Raider greats. 
He was born on December 5, 1947, in Santa Clara, California, the youngest of three children and the only son of Mexican-American parents. The family later moved to San Jose, California. His mother was totally blind after suffering from typhoid fever at 19 years old, and his father was legally blind, but with the help of thick glasses, he was able to see enough to work and get around on his own. They were tough people who worked hard and refused to give in to their physical problems. Finances were tight in the Plunkett home, and Jim helped out by working all types of odd jobs. He delivered newspapers, stacked shelves at a grocery store, pumped gas, and when he got older, he worked a very physical construction job. The one saving grace for the young Plunkett was the world of sports, and he was very good at all those that he attempted. Now, he was always big for his age as a child, and when he was 12 years old, that advantage proved to be a problem as his knees began to bother him, and he was later diagnosed with osgood slaughter disease, which occurs when one grows so quickly that the ligaments and tendons don't have a chance to catch up to the bones. Due to this, he had to stop playing sports for one year. While away from sports, Plunkett got involved with some bad kids, and he quickly began getting into trouble by stealing things. He eventually got caught and had to deal with his parents' wrath, which most of us can relate to as a real damn this sucks moment. However, the tough love Jim got quickly ended his life of crime and it was back to sports. His confidence as an athlete grew at age 13, and the following year he attended Overfelt High School, and following his freshman year he transferred to James Lick High School, where he played quarterback and linebacker on the football team. Knee problems continued to plague the young Plunkett and became an unwelcome companion for him during his high school years, but he managed to forge ahead and became a four-time league wrestling champion and all-league in baseball where he pitched and played the outfield. He also played basketball and was on the track team. His incredible high school career was so impressive that he was enshrined into the James Lick Hall of Fame. Plunkett's position on the football team was quickly cemented at age 14 after winning a throwing contest with a pass covering 60 yards. And four years later, it was on to Stanford University where his initial experience on the collegiate level was hampered by a thyroid operation that sapped him of his strength. Unable to show Stanford head coach John Ralston his absolute best, Plunkett was considered for a defensive end position, but he was not willing to go along with the change holding firm on his desire to stay at quarterback. To work his way back into contention for the job, Plunkett threw an estimated 1,000 passes a day to strengthen his arm. The hard work eventually paid off, and he went on to establish himself as one of college football's greatest signal callers. Right from his first opportunity to start at Stanford in 1968, Plunkett threw for 277 yards and four touchdowns. Working mostly out of a pro-style offense since his junior college season, he went on to set numerous passing records in his three seasons as a starter and earned a solid reputation as a quarterback ready for the next level of competition. As a junior, working out of that pro-style offense, Plunkett set conference records with 20 touchdown passes, 2,673 passing yards, and 2,786 yards of total offense. That incredible display of talent had Washington State coach Jim Sweeney proclaim Plunkett to be the best college football player he ever saw. In fact, it was Plunkett's success that started the wide-open passing pro-style attack that remains the norm in the Pac-12 conference. His senior season of 1970 was dubbed the year of the quarterback in college football due to the outstanding collection of talent at that position. 
In addition to Plunkett, the college football scene saw other star quarterbacks emerge in Archie Manning at Mississippi, Rex Kern at Ohio State, Joe Theismann at Notre Dame, Lynn Dickey at Kansas State, Arkansas's Bill Montgomery, Santa Clara's Dan Pastorini, and Ken Anderson at Augustania. However, when awards were handed out at season's end, one name stood out above all others, and that was Jim Plunkett. Through hard work, determination, and a belief in himself and his abilities, Plunkett was presented with college football's ultimate hardware, the Heisman Trophy. That symbol of College football excellence was awarded to Jim Plunkett after passing for a conference record 2,715 yards and 18 touchdown passes. He also led Stanford to a 9-3 record, a conference championship, and the school's first Rose Bowl appearance since 1952. He then led Stanford to a 27-17 victory over the heavily favored Ohio State Buckeyes, and in the process won that game's most valuable player award. Plunkett's status as the top collegiate player in the nation obviously did not go unnoticed by the National Football League. The New England Patriots had the number one overall pick in the 1971 college draft and used it to select Jim Plunkett. Regarded by many as the best pro quarterback prospect of the time, his impact on the Patriots was immediate as he helped the team to a 6-8 record for their best finish in five years. In his professional football debut, Jim Plunkett threw two touchdown passes against the Raiders, and throughout that season, he continued to impress teammates and opponents alike with his arm and poise. At the end of the year, he finished with 2,158 passing yards and 19 touchdowns. Not only did he impress his teammates and opponents, he also impressed the voters when the awards were given out, and Jim Plunkett was an easy winner of the AFC Rookie of the Year. However, even though his rookie year was a success, Jim Plunkett still had a dream of playing for the San Francisco 49ers, who were located close to his hometown of San Jose. By 1972, adversity once again began to become Plunkett's best friend. He developed a sore arm, a banged-up knee that required surgery, and was sacked close to 100 times over the next three seasons, and interceptions were coming faster than touchdowns. His confidence was shattered in the process, as was his body. Knee and shoulder injuries began to mount, and by 1975, he was reduced to minimal playing time. While going through neck and shoulder surgery on the West Coast in January 1976, Plunkett informed New England head coach Chuck Fairbanks that he wanted to be traded to San Francisco, seeing that he wanted to once again live on the West Coast. He was granted his wish on April 5, 1976, and returned to Northern California with the San Francisco 49ers, hoping to get a fresh start and lead a slumping team back to prominence. Unfortunately, the 49ers and Plunkett did not create a successful union, and after two subpar years, the 49ers released him prior to the 1978 season. Dejected and full of self-doubt, the one-time elite quarterback faced the crossroads of his athletic career. At age 30, retirement seemed like the only answer. However, he was a classic drop-back passer who loved to throw, which was just the style that Al Davis enjoyed having in a Raider uniform. Within two weeks after his release from San Francisco, Davis gave Plunkett another option besides retirement, with that being a three-year contract. And on September 12, 1978, Jim Plunkett was officially an Oakland Raider. With Ken Stabler still firmly secure as the starting quarterback in 1978, Plunkett never set foot on the field and only threw 15 passes the following season. 
1980, Stabler was traded to the Houston Oilers for strong-armed quarterback Dan Pastorini. The Raiders also used their first-round draft selection of 1980 to get Brigham Young's highly regarded quarterback, Mark Wilson. Now, the decade of the 1970s began with Plunkett as a top-rated pro prospect, fresh off winning the Heisman Trophy. The following decade dawned with him standing on the sidelines, reduced to a third-string quarterback. After realizing that he was not going to overthrow team legend Ken Stabler when he first came to Oakland, instead, he decided to bide his time with the hope that maybe his time would come if Stabler was traded or decided to retire, and then he would compete for a starting job. Upon Stabler's departure, however, Plunkett's hopes sunk low with Pastorini and Wilson now in the equation. Plunkett asked to be traded, but the Raiders refused to grant him his wish. They felt that with his experience, he was the perfect backup in case of an emergency. The Raiders' denial to comply with Plunkett's demands proved to be the best rejection he ever had to go through. In the fifth game of the 1980 season, starter Dan Pastorini was lost for the season with a broken leg, and Plunkett was forced into service. Now, the Raiders felt that Mark Wilson was not quite experienced enough to be the starter at the time, so it was Plunkett who came on. He threw for 238 yards and two touchdowns, but also suffered five interceptions in a 31-17 loss to Kansas City. The Oakland coaching staff still felt that Plunkett was the right choice, and the team was either going to sink or swim with him as the starter of a 2-3 and three team. Even though things looked bleak for the Raiders at this stage of the season, it was still early enough that Plunkett might be able to turn things around. With the opportunity cast before him to rejuvenate his career, Jim Plunkett took the field in a crucial game against the San Diego Chargers, who were considered one of professional football's elite teams at that time. Undaunted by the challenge of facing the apparent Titans from San Diego, Plunkett led the Raiders to a 38-24 home win. He hit on 11 of 14 passes and one touchdown. He also did not throw an interception, which helped to instill confidence after the five he tossed a week earlier. From that point on, the 1980 season belonged to Jim Plunkett. He put on an amazing showing, throwing for 2,299 yards and 18 touchdowns, while leading Oakland to nine wins in 11 games to finish at 11-5. The once-slumping Raiders gained a playoff berth and completed their mission of championship glory by winning Super Bowl 15 with Jim Plunkett at the helm. He was honored with selection as the Super Bowl Most Valuable Player after completing 13 of 21 pass attempts for 261 yards and three touchdowns. His incredible season also earned him the NFL Comeback Player of the Year Award. His 1980 season proved to be one of the greatest football stories ever produced. Three years later, Jim Plunkett once again guided the Raiders to Super Bowl glory after losing and then regaining his starting job during the 1983 season. In a lopsided win over the Washington Redskins, he completed 16 of 25 pass attempts for 172 yards and tied a record for not throwing an interception in his two Super Bowl appearances. Following his triumph in Super Bowl 18, Plunkett's career began to head toward its twilight. Injuries and father time slowly began creeping up on the veteran field leader. During a three-season span from 1984 to 1986, he only started 17 games and missed the entire 1987 campaign with a damaged shoulder after being placed on injured reserve on September 1st. By 1988, at age 40, 
Plunkett's career officially came to an end on August 15th with his release during the preseason, and he left the team ranked as their fourth all-time leading passer. His was a career of extreme highs mixed with bouts of lows, but in the end, Jim Plunkett left the game as an example of intestinal fortitude and a true Raiders legend. And maybe someday soon, the name Jim Plunkett will grace the immortal roll call of Hall of Fame members. As always, thanks so much for listening. And also, as always, love you, Raider Nation. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.